This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back for another episode of Seeing Other People. Wow, you guys, we made it through Thanksgiving. We're done with Black Friday and now we are in the final stretch of this year. That is crazy. I don't know where this year went, but there's still time. There's time to enjoy, there's time to relax, and there's time to get shit done. So if there's anything that you are thinking right now, like you would be really damn proud of yourself if you were to accomplish this by the end of the year, write it down, make a plan and do it. Like I know we all have goals. We all, you know, have things that we want to accomplish. There are bad habits we want to break. There are things we want to change about ourselves. There are things we want to stop doing or start doing. Like this is a really good time to actually zero in and commit to that and, you know, make it a goal for yourself. Whatever that thing is, you have a month now to get it done. And while everyone's focusing on like, oh, well, I'll start my resolutions next year or I'll start this habit next year. Like, no, now is a perfect time to do it. It's also a good distraction from like all of the of the holidays. That wasn't even a word, obviously. But like, I don't know. I feel like the holidays are a lot. It's like a lot is being thrown at you. You're trying to rush to finish work, to finish school for the semester, whatever it is. But at the same time, like you want to relax. There's also holiday plans and holiday shopping and a lot of holiday parties. And it's just so much at once of like this pressure to have a great time, but also this pressure to relax. And it's really confusing. So I think if there is a goal that you can set for yourself to accomplish, maybe it's, you know, doing your skincare routine four days out of the week because right now you're only doing one or two, or maybe it's taking your makeup off at night or, you know, trying a new workout class once a week or going for a walk five days out of the week or actually taking a lunch break. Um, This is actually really funny. I was talking to my friend who is a dietitian, shout out Michelle, because of some of my tummy issues and all that fun stuff. And she asked when I eat lunch, like how much of a lunch break am I taking? And I was like, what do you mean lunch break? Like, I don't take a lunch break. She's like, Lana, what what do you mean you don't take a lunch break? I'm like, well, there's so much to do. Like I just eat while I work. And she's like, Alana, you work for yourself. You're your own boss. You have to give yourself a lunch break. And I'm like, wait a second. 
And I'm like, is it me? Am I the problem? I'm like, am I creating my own toxic work environment? And she was like, literally, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, I am. And it was just like this funny thing where, you know, we are in control of, there's a lot we're obviously not in control of, but there is so much that we are in control of and that we can be doing a better job of, you know, treating ourselves well and doing things that serve us and not doing things that aren't good for us. And it is in part like our job to make sure we're doing that for ourselves. Like I feel like we spend so much time looking out for other people, our friends, our partners, our family members, like other people that we love. And we never take a step back and like, look at like, how can we show up better for ourselves? So, um, my goal is to get myself lunch breaks through the rest of the year, because apparently there are a lot of actual, like scientific things where it will help me digest better. Um, which is why we started talking about that. Anywho, point being the year is not over. And I think this is a great time to commit to something and maybe it's in dating. Maybe you're going to try and go on one date a week, or maybe you're actually going to take a break from the apps. Cause you've been saying you're going to do that because you're burnt out, but you haven't done that. Dating will still be here next year. Take a fucking break. Speaking of dating, this is a dating podcast. We do have a, a dating based episode coming up. And we have an awesome dating guest joining us. Uh, Today, we have Trip Kramer on the podcast. He is a world-renowned men's dating coach, and he is the host of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. So I actually went on that recently. You can check out that episode if you want to listen to it before this, if you want to listen to it after this. It's a great episode. On this episode, Trip and I discuss the biggest misconceptions that men and women have about each other in dating. We talk about what men wish women do differently in dating. We answer listener questions from women, answer listener questions from men. Um, the ones from women are about assessing interest, paying for dates, friend zoning, bringing up exclusivity and nerves going into your first date with a significant other. And from the guys, it's about when to make a move, sending the post-date follow-up text, staying motivated when you're having no luck, showing interest while taking it slow and relaxing through the process of finding love. This is an awesome episode. I am super excited that it is finally here. We recorded this a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, I want this one to come out sooner, but good things come to those who wait. All right. We are here. Trip Kramer, Trip Advice. Welcome to seeing other people. Thanks. I'm, uh, I'm excited to be here. I'm really pumped to have you here. We did an amazing recording, you guys, on Trip's podcast, How to Talk to Girls. So if you have not listened to that pause this, go head over, listen to that episode, listen to 10 more of his episodes, give him a five-star rating interview, come back, and then you're allowed to listen to this episode. <laughs> wow. Look at that. Okay. Put in the rules. I like it. Exactly. So I'm very excited to have you here because I think that there is a lot for us to talk about and a lot that people can learn. I yes. would love to first hear though, how you ended up being this dating coach specifically for men. And you know, what led you there? Was it something about your own dating experiences or something that you noticed happening in modern dating? How did we get here? How did we get 700 episodes into a podcast? Yeah, totally. It's really all personal. It was all because of me. It wasn't like some grandiose business idea where I saw a lack in a market somewhere or, or like you were saying, like some, some flaw in, in, in modern dating or anything like that. It all started with me. I was, uh, I, 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 I coined myself as the friend zoned nice guy. I don't think you can get worse than that for a, for a dude who's trying to attract women. So just constantly in the friend zone all my life, all the way till college. And, and then finally moving out to LA from Chicago where I only knew one person and I, I'm 22, right? I wanted to date and this is, this is 2007. So dating apps weren't that popular. They were, they were coming about, uh, not the apps, the sites at that point. Sites. And, uh, and then I tried that and I was not, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was not attracting the kinds of women that I wanted. And man, I, I was, I, I, I had some weird dates from, from some of those things. And, and so I was like, all right, so what am I supposed to do here? So I started looking up advice online and I found really at that time, it was very big on pickup and PUA stuff. So like, if you ever read the book, the game that was super popular from I mean, still is kind of popular, but really people were just uh, buying this thing off the shelves from 2005 to 2008, which was just this book that taught guys through a story. So I, let me take that back. It wasn't a how-to book. It was a story with some how-to in there about how a nerd can be able to attract women. And this guy told this story and and I was like, well, if these guys can do it, why can't I do it? So I started, well, I read the book like three times. And, and I started uh, looking up advice online 
and it was it was very weird like pick up stuff that wasn't very comfortable for me i just didn't really want to use these routines and weird lines that a lot of these pickup artists at the time were doing to attract women plus on top of that i couldn't even do that because i was too nervous to approach women so all this combined i i kind of just gave up for a while and i figured well i guess this is just my life i'm just gonna have to settle for whatever comes to me and then i was like no this is no i'm not letting that happen let's let's work on this so i i took my own journey where i started to go out in la like three to four times per week and sometimes three weeks straight and just going out every night, just sober, by the way, like no alcohol, trying to learn how to talk to girls and how to approach people and socialize without being under the influence and just do this thing naturally. And I just went out and I just did it and it was really hard and it was really tough. And then it got a little bit easier. And then there were some crazy stories and it was just a wild journey of, self-exploration and and just learning how do you do this and i started to see results after about three to four months of like hitting the ground hard with going out a lot and now i'm like 23 24 at the time and and i'm starting to get better at it and i'm 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 just going out a lot and dating the kinds of women i've always wanted to date and I was like, wow, this is awesome. And so then my buddy comes up to me and he says, let's start a podcast. This is now 2009. Wow. He goes, let's start a podcast and let's let's talk about this stuff. And it will be like a love line. And if you, for those of you who don't know what love line is, it was a show on MTV where it was kind of like a comedian and then Dr. Drew giving dating, love, sex, relationship advice. So I was going to be like the Dr. Drew, like the guy who was giving the advice and he was going to be kind of like the comic relief. So we, we called it Dudes Talking About Chicks. And uh, and we started that in 2009. And it took off. And this just kind of gave me, not, not knowing that this was going to turn into something I was going to do for, for my, my path, my mission, my purpose. But I ended up loving it so much and started to get better at giving advice. And I thought, well, if I could do this and I can give this advice, because people were just getting girlfriends and getting dates from the advice from the podcast. I'm like, I want to just keep doing this. So I started TripAdvice and that was in 2011. And long story short, even though that wasn't so short, here we are today. I love that so much. And I, I really admire how you went and challenged yourself. And I think that's one of the biggest things that people feel afraid to do. It's like, okay, how do I, you know, go and talk to girls? How do I learn how to pick somebody up at a bar? It's like, you don't just snap your fingers and get good at it. It's like anything else. You have to practice. You have to fail. You have to learn what works. And obviously that can be really challenging and really scary, but you put in the time and the effort and allowed yourself to fail and to get better. And you ended up actually realizing like, wow, I can learn to do this. If I can, anybody can. Totally. Yeah. That's, that's exactly what happened. And, uh, do you want to tell more stories? Because I have another story. Go for it, please. Okay. Um, so now it's it's 2011. I put up my website, tripadvice.com. And I was still like, all right, I got to figure out like how I'm going to market myself, how I'm going to get clients. And then I, I kind of said to myself, I was like, well, I don't really have any actual experience coaching somebody. So I was like, okay, maybe I should coach someone and I'll do it for free and just to see how it goes. So I put an ad on Craigslist. No okay. way. Oh my God. I love this already. <laughs> and, and I put the ad said something. It was like, I don't know, a paragraph. It's like, Hey, I'm coaching men. I'm a dating coach for men. And I'm willing to give you a night out session where I help you meet women and I will do it a hundred percent free. Um, this is legit. I feel like I've seen so many like TV shows, like episodes of this exact scenario. I'm freaking out. <laughs> okay. It doesn't get scary. I'm just going to say that much. Okay, okay. Um, even though it sounds scary and ominous, it doesn't. Um, so, so one person reaches out to that ad and this guy, he's a, he's a DJ. He's not like super popular DJ, but he was popular enough at the time where he was getting lots of gigs and he was he was kind of big in the underground DJ scene. I didn't know him, but um, that's what he told me. And so I was like, all right, cool. Let's let's meet up. I will take you out for a night and help you approach women. So we meet at this bar called the Edison, which I wonder if that still exists. It's in L.A. downtown, this big bar. And 
we meet up and he shows up and the guy's like a good looking dude and he's tall and he's like this DJ. And I'm like, uh, dude, you, you, what's, what's your problem? Like you have problem getting women, right? And little did I know at the time, like it's not, has nothing to do with whether you're good looking or tall or any of that. Like you can still be shy. And he's like, yeah, man, I just get so nervous. He goes, I DJ sets all the time. All these beautiful women are around me. And I just like, don't know what to do. I can't talk to him. I was like, all right, well, let's do this. I'm, I'm going to take you, you know, downstairs to this bar and let's, let's have you approach women. So we spent like three hours that night approaching a bunch of women and we had to start off slow at first it was like just going up and saying hi or whatever and by the end of the night he was having full-fledged conversations with women and flirting and all that i think he even got a couple of numbers and at the end he was like oh my god trip dude this was thank you thank you this was amazing this was so helpful for me i feel like i really got out of my shell i'm going to take these lessons and 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 move with them and this was just like such a great experience i was like amazing that's awesome and that was it. Like, that was it for me. I was like, all right, I'm charging from now on. Like, this is, I can do this. I, I can absolutely help guys. And, uh, and one of the things that was one of the biggest lessons besides me learning that I can coach guys and, and do it successfully was that it's not just the nerdy guy playing video games at home who is a, uh, who's a neckbeard or whatever, you know, who's, who's super shy and won't talk to women. There's millions of men around the world who need help. And I work and have worked in the past 11 years with TripAdvice with CEOs, doctors, lawyers, some C and even B-list celebrities. I mean, all kinds of guys. Guys, you'd be like, how does that guy have a problem with women? And then, then your obvious ones, of course, you know, guys who maybe aren't from America and they're new here or you know, guys who are virgins and they're 25 years old. I mean, you name it, but there's a lot of guys out there who need help and and that's what we do. And and it has nothing to do with some of the more, more cliche things you might think. You guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic. And when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend who happens to be a doctor. And she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code seeing other people. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code seeing other people. That's Nutrafol.com promo code seeing other people. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned 
mentioned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for For serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across, and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. And, you know, I think the amazing thing is this probably helps in way more the aspects of someone's life than just dating and approaching girls. It's like a whole confidence thing. It's a whole mindset thing and feeling like you can go after what you want. And I think that's what's so beautiful about it. And I love that point you made that it's not just like the, you know, nerdy guys who you would expect to be having trouble with. Like, I feel like in my dating experience, there have been multiple times where I've seen guys who I'm like, oh my God, this is the hottest guy ever. And I later find out that they're really shy and like they really have a a hard time dating because they don't approach women. And it only worked with me because I actually approached them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and here's the thing too, is you're going to find, how do I say this? So Whenever I talk to women, you, you have a you have a big female audience, right? Correct. Okay, so whenever I tell a woman what I do for for work, whenever I meet somebody, they say to me, um, you know, oh, good, good. I'm so gl- thank you for your service. I'm so glad for what you're doing. These guys need help, and I've heard that more times than I can count. And I I figured out after after hearing this so many times that when we dive into conversation about it, they're not talking about the guys that I help. They're talking about the assholes that they have trouble with that just maybe don't like them or not interested or using them or not committing to them or douchebags or whatever. And then I have to explain to them and I'll explain to your audience is that those aren't the guys that I'm helping. Those guys aren't asking for help. Those guys are just douchebags who are just doing their thing and, and, you know, going through a bunch of women and whatever. I'm helping the guys that you've never met before because you've never even talked to them. Those are the guys that we're helping. And then when I talk to guys about this, guys who have, who 
I tell what I do for a living and they're like, oh, they're just more shocked because not all the time, but a lot of the time they're more shocked because maybe I'm talking to a guy who just doesn't have that issue. And, you know, I tell them, I'm like, listen, I'm like, I have to explain to them and they're unaware also that there's a lot of guys out there who maybe didn't grow up the same way that they grew up, that they didn't grew up socialized or they grew up in, uh, you know, schools where they had lots of friends and were just, it was just easy for them and easy for them to just, you know, have confidence and, and just be kind of more naturals in a sense. And so I have to explain to them, no, there's, there's a whole subset of men out there who they've never done any of this. They've focused maybe on their work for many years. They are guys who maybe were married and just got divorced. So those are guys that yeah. we work with too. And uh, and so, yeah, bottom line, it, it blows people's minds what I do because they're just not aware that there's so many guys out there that aren't meeting women, have trouble meeting women. And as we were talking about on my podcast, it's just only getting worse. Yeah, and that makes sense. I think especially as we get more and more, you know, deep into this dating app world, it brings a whole new set of issues and challenges for people where, again, we were never really taught how to use them, similarly to how we were never taught how to go to a bar and meet people. And so I think that's, you know, I'm, I'm so happy that people are able to lean on you and, you know, learn from you, because no matter what, like nobody has it all figured out, no matter who you are, no matter, you know, what, background you come from, it's really fucking hard out there. And so I mean, thank you for what you're doing. And you know, hopefully some of your guy listeners and some of my girl listeners are going to meet each other and get together and make magic happen. Yeah, yeah, I, I want to, there's two kind of parts to this episode that I want to do. I want to talk about what men are doing, and what women are doing, and what we all could be doing better. And then I have a bunch of questions from guys about dating girls and from girls about dating guys. Okay. So let's start with what do you think the biggest mistake is that men are making in dating? Okay. I think the biggest mistake that men are making in dating is they're not getting enough volume. That's, that's the number one. They're not meeting enough women. And so that's causing a whole array of issues anywhere from they're not finding the kind of woman that they want to they think that getting rejected is the issue or they think they're ugly or they think they're not good enough. And I tell guys, if you get enough volume in, then that is going to solve a bunch of issues right off the bat. I have some guys that, that we coach and I'm just like, all right, you just have to swipe more and you have to approach more women and that just solves the problem. And then they're able to get more dates. But a lot of guys are relying either too much on online dating and they don't have a good profile. And with that, they're not even like they're not swiping enough. They're not taking enough time to do it. And guys who just aren't going out and meeting enough women out and about. So once we just get them to the point where they are meeting more people, that helps get more people in their funnel, so to speak. And a lot of guys are focused more on meeting women through their social circle, which is completely normal. And that's a great way to meet women. But how limited are you through your social circle, your social circle, even if it's a big social circle? I don't, how many chances do you have? I don't know, two, maybe, right? You know, you can't be dating everyone in your in your friend group, it just doesn't work that way. So you're like, you're hoping that it's two, it's usually even one. And even if maybe you don't even get to date anyone in your social circle, because they're just in your friend group, and they're dating other people. And whatever you're doing, it's it's not very attractive to them, or you're in the friend zone or whatever it is. So guys need to have more volume. And another reason why guys need more volume, especially in 2022, and I can't imagine, uh, or I, I can't imagine it moving forward like this and not changing is because right now, it is harder than ever to be able to meet women. Even the average guy has a really hard time meeting women. So because of that, you need to swipe more and approach more to get the chance to be able to meet a woman who's actually going to want to go on a date with you and who's want to who's going to want to continue to go on a date with you. So volume is the thing that guys are not getting enough of. And that's the most important. Women already have a lot of volume because they either are getting approached or they get swiped on a lot. So in that case, they don't really need to solve that problem. They have different problems. 
But for a man, the first problem is we need to get more feet in the door. Yeah. And I know you talk a lot about having an abundance mindset. And I think that has a huge you know, impact because if you're not having, if you're not allowing yourself to have different options, then you're going to think like, oh my God, there's going to be so much pressure on it working out with the one option that you do have or one of the two dates that you're going on this month. So I think that does play a really big role in like, you need to know you're not just going to meet somebody and make it work. I mean, occasionally that happens where we see people who go from one relationship to the next and then they find their person. But for the most part, you know, you do want to have the opportunity to get to know what type of person you do like, what type of relationship you do want. And that takes, like you said, like allowing yourself to have options and to swipe more and yeah, just increase your volume in general. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it just, it's just super important. So that's kind of like step one, but yeah. yeah. On the flip side of that, what do you think the biggest mistake that women are making in dating is? I think that they're not giving enough guys a chance that they would actually really like. Yeah, I agree. I think that's 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 their that's their big mistake, uh, and that that can when I say that advice, it confuses some women. They they think that that sounds like lower my standards, and it's in my opinion, it's it's not lowering your standards. I mean, I think that I think women will actually be very pleased and happy to be with a guy that is not that long list that they're looking for and that they'll have actually great relationships. There's a funny meme going around the, the internet, especially on TikTok or actually everywhere where women are are posting and saying, where are all the good guys? And the guys are commenting and they're saying, you put them in the friend zone. Yeah. And it's like, ah, there's some truth to that. You know, there are guys out there who are great guys that they put in the friend zone for whatever reason, because they want, I don't know, they, they want this long list that they believe that they can have. And so the problem is, is because their list is so long, well, let's say this, the reason why their list is so long is because they get a lot of dates. They keep on going on a lot of dates and it becomes a paradox of choice where there's, there's so many men, they don't know how to choose. And each time they go on a date, they extract a quality that they like from a guy and they go, okay, well, I want a guy who's like this, who's like this. So their list is so long. So, and I even tell this to guys too, is like, if your list is too long, every quality you put on your list shrinks your pool even more. So then you have less men that are going to be available to you. And I, I know some women say, well, then that's fine. I don't want to settle. And I say, well, that's fine too. I don't, I don't, it's, it's whatever you want. If you, if you, are so stuck in having, you know, the list of 15, 15 qualities that you're looking for. Uh, good luck. I, I don't, I just don't think it's, it's necessarily going to happen. So. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I, I do think that's a really great point that a lot of the guys that, you know, we want, will be say like, we want the nice guy. We want the guy who's going to treat us right. And who we're going to feel comfortable with, but then we're going for the guys who are going to hurt us. And those are the guys who, you know, maybe they put themselves out there a little more, or they are seemingly, you know, just more, you know, desirable, but those are the people that continue to hurt us, continue to fuck us over, continue to like go on a bunch of dates with us and then tell us they're not looking for something serious. And we're not giving a chance to the actual really nice guys who would make incredible long-term partners. Right. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right. I know that everyone has their hands up and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed 
bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Um, There's something. Have you heard of the women's... Hold on. I'm looking it up right now. Women... I'm going to say right. Female delusion calculator. I haven't. Enlighten me. I did not make this up, but uh, (laughs) if you go to igotstandardsbro.com, you'll see it says female delusion calculator. And it says, what are the chances to find the man of my dreams? And what it does is you can fill out the kind of guy that you want. And it gives you, based on taking data from the US census, how many men are available to you. So let's Let's do this. Basically, it's age, race, min height, and minimum income. So um, let's do this with you real quick, okay? Yeah. Um, maybe not you specifically, but I know you talk to a lot of women. So just give me an age to start of, of, of a man that you'd want. What, what age would you want him to be? Let's go. I'm 28. Let's go. You can 20, give me a range. Let's go 27 to 35. Okay, 27 to 35. And yes, we're going to check off exclude married. Okay, you're with me here. Okay, (laughs) cool. Um, Race. Uh, For me, it's going to be white. Okay. Because I care about my partner being Jewish, and I find that 99.9% of Jewish men are white. Okay. By the way, Jew over here too. Um, Okay, great. That's right. Minimum height. I'll go 5'7". Bullshit. No, I swear. So this is the thing. I, this is a hill that I will die on. I'm five five. I don't give a fucking shit if the person it, like I don't need to date somebody who's six foot. I don't wear heels ever. Okay. I don't All care. Right. How tall are you? I'm five five, five and a half, five five and a half, five five. Good five, for five, you. Six. I'm glad. I'm glad that you're. Let, let's just go with it. So five seven Great. minimum income. I don't know how much I care about this. I'm gonna go from the school of thought of like the people I talk to, and let's go with hundred k. Okay. So 100K. So to recap, 27 to 35, not married, white, 5'7", and up. Or is it end up? No. It's just up to 5'7". And then, yeah, minimum height. And then $100,000 per year. And then I clicked on an ad. Whoops. Find out. Okay. So it says, according to, excuse me, according to statistical data, the probability of a guy of the U.S. male population ages 27 to 35 meets your standards is 1.7%. That is 3% of all white men in that age range. Yeah. Delusion score four to five. So it tells me I'm an aspiring cat lady. Yeah. And I want to call out the height thing really quick. I know, and and this is something I really like yell at my friends for. I have friends who are five one, and they want a guy who's over six foot. And I'm like, you just don't need that. And I there's you know the U.S. population. I have a chart in front of me. Only fourteen percent of men are six foot or taller. Yeah. And so then once you add those other factors in, and you know your location, age range, all of these other things, if I if we had written like six foot plus i'm sure that number would be like 0.5 percent yeah um well i just did it and it's 0.3 percent wow so i think the point here is is that 
um, women are, a lot of women are searching for men in a very small pool. And here's the, here's the worst part about it is a lot of those guys who are six foot and over making over a hundred thousand dollars per year in that age range, in the prime of their life. A lot of those guys also don't want to necessarily settle down. They have the ability to have, have sex with a lot of women and God knows what percentage out of the 0.3% are just choosing that. And most women want a relationship. So that makes even few available. And some of those men might not go for that woman who thinks she's deserving of that guy, but maybe for whatever reason, she's not attractive to him. And also at the end of the day, these, you know, more superficial things, those are not what's going to generate a actual romantic connection exactly like you could go on a hundred dates with we can go on dates with a hundred people who are in that 0.3 percent and actually not like any of them or maybe like one or two of them maybe have a connection with five but you know one it's bad timing with one just got out of something or you got out of a relationship or you know you just didn't hit it off or somebody took too long to text back and then it started to fade out like there are a million different things that can go wrong in any situation. And so you're doing yourself, we're all doing ourselves a disservice by having that long, long, long checklist of what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. and like I said, there's going to be plenty of guys who are, and I'm not even going to tell a woman that you have to be with a guy who's five foot tall, super obese, lives with his parents. Right, like, okay, right. That we're... But- we're, we're you know, that that's a little bit on the extreme here. But a guy who's five seven, five eight, who has a who makes a decent living. I mean, I, I, there's so many men out there. I mean, so many men out there who are available who will be a great partner to you. Yeah. Um, the other thing too is there's a big debate over we can chat about this if you like, about whether dating is harder for men or women, right? Like who has it harder? And A lot of women will say they have it harder. A lot of men say they have it harder. Here's my opinion on it. So there's two steps. If we want to simplify this, dumb this down, there's two steps to finding a partner. One, like I I said earlier, you need to have a lot of volume, right? So you need to have, well, let's say this. You need to have a lot of opportunities. That's a better way of saying it to, to make sense here. You need to create a lot of opportunities, right? Step one. And then what's step two? You just have to filter through your opportunities to see who's a good fit for you. That's it. That's what online dating is. It's just opportunities. That's what going to a bar or, or working with a matchmaker is. It's just opportunities. So step one, opportunities. Step two, filter, right? Women don't need to really deal so much with step one. Step one is handled for most women because like I said earlier, that default, they get approached by men. Or they're on the dating apps and most women can just get swiped on and have lots of options. Now, I know what women say after that. Every time I say that, they say, well, just because it's a lot of options, it doesn't mean it's a lot of good options. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I understand. Men still have to do both. So they have to create those opportunities, which is a lot of work. And then they still have to filter. So meaning they still have to get to the point where women are at already default. They have to do a lot of work, sometimes spend thousands of dollars doing whatever they need to do to get good pictures, make themselves look attractive, whatever they need to do to be a attractive man. And then from there, they still have to filter because same thing, right? It's not like every woman out there is a great catch, just like not every man is a great catch. So because of that, they still have to filter. So everyone's doing that. So that's why I believe that it's so hard for men is because they have to work on that first step that women don't have to work as hard on. Yeah, I know I mentioned this yesterday. I do want to emphasize that that is not the experience of all women. Um, I talked to a lot of women who absolutely struggle with getting matches on apps and they'll go to a bar, they'll try and talk to guys and they'll actually go out of their way to approach guys and they're not having luck. Um, but I also do understand, like I know the data that women in general have a much better experience on dating apps. So I do absolutely recognize that and understand that it is not easy for men. 
Um, I do think every gender likes to blame the opposite and say like, well, these guys keep fucking me over. Like these girls aren't giving me the time of day. But at the end of the day, we all have challenges that we're facing and trying to overcome. And I just wish everybody could, you know, understand that and try and be a little bit more decent. And like, they're all, there's so many things that we can all do to make dating a little bit less terrible for each other. Like not ghosting, actually communicating, you know, giving people a chance. And I just wish that, you know, our society could take even a baby step towards some of these things. I agree. Uh, one thing I tell guys to do when, so when I'm coaching guys and the woman uh, not ghosts them, but actually texts back and say, hey, I'm actually not interested, didn't feel the connection, good luck out there. I tell them, I say, listen, your call if you want to do this, but I do have a text that you can send her. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, just to see if we can learn from the experience and see what she said that she didn't like. Mm -hmm. I would say probably 70% of the time, the woman responds and says, well, first I'll, I'll tell you the text and then I'll tell you the responses. So the text goes like this. You know, so she says, hey, didn't feel a connection you know, thanks for the night and take care. Then I tell him to text, hey, no worries. Uh, just out of curiosity for my own personal development, is there anything specific you can tell me of why you didn't feel the connection or why it didn't, you know, go the way you wanted it to? And uh, no worries if you don't respond and take care as well. Just like a really soft, yeah. hey, I'm not texting text. to try to get you back or, you know, I just want to know. And so usually there's a response. I'd say 60 to 70% of the time they say something because they don't want to hurt the guy's feelings. Like It's just like kind of oh, bullshit. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel a connection. Just, or, yeah. Nothing against you. I'm not dating. I don't feel like I should be dating right now, whatever. But then there's sometimes where the woman will say, like, you know, when you did this, I didn't really like this. You seem to talk a lot about yourself. You didn't ask me enough questions whatever it may be. I actually had one, one specific circumstance. Forgive me. I don't remember the exact details, but more importantly, what happened was she said, you know, I didn't like it when you did this again, I forgot what it was. And there was actually a good explanation for it. So he came back and said, Oh, you know, my bad. Like that's not usually like me, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then she gave him another chance and they actually went on another date. And I think they even hooked wow. up. Wow. Okay. So it actually turned around. I'm not guaranteeing that's going to happen for anybody. Right. And that's not even the point of doing it. But it's that was interesting that that happened from that. Well, to that point, you know, I, I've i had this experience and, and so have a lot of other people I've spoken to where, you know, uh, you send a rejection text, you send that, send that anti-ghosting text and they respond something so sweet and genuine and like heartfelt and it's like I totally understand and like I want to respect your space I like want you to know you're so awesome and like I really hope the best for you and that response ends up making you like them more because of like how just genuinely nice they are and like I've definitely had experiences where I have sent that anti-ghosting text and then regretted it because of their response yeah yep that's crazy yeah it's crazy it's um it's interesting how once there is no pressure and and it's just taken off and yeah. people can be a little bit more real which is which is tough for anyone to do of course on a first date that there's more room for attraction potentially yeah you know that's why i'm trying to tell guys you know one one of the things that women are 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 more attracted to, or I'll say this, you know, people say, you know, to guys, be more confident. Women like confidence. Like, what does that mean? And what does that look like? So what that looks like, I found out in a way that I can teach guys is just feeling comfortable, just feeling comfortable and not tense when you're talking to a woman. That's what confidence looks like. Because the opposite of confidence might be shyness or anxious. And so if you can just be comfortable and then how do you be comfortable? It just becomes, it comes with experience talking to more women, going on more dates and, and, uh, and just getting used to that. 
So, yeah, the idea of confidence in itself is funny because most people are not actually confident and you might see somebody and be like, wow, they're so confident and really admire that trait about them. And I guarantee most of those people are completely faking it. And it's something where you really have to just, you have to act confident. You go into a situation and you're like, okay, I don't know how else to get through this other than pretending like I know what I'm doing. And so everybody's just out there faking confidence, but that makes us jealous of the people who look confident when we're not, but really we need to just walk into a room and act like we're confident, even if we don't know what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. All right, let's get into some listener questions because I have a ton. So first we have a question from a guy. How do I know if it's okay to make a move on her? Um, I'm going to guess that he means like going for a kiss. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately you're, you're not going to know. So as long as you had a good date, I would go for the kiss because there's no actual signs. Sometimes there is signs, but then sometimes a woman will, will not give you any sign, but she still wants you to make a move. So if you're looking too much for signs, it's going to put you in your head too much. So if you feel a connection, you like the girl and it was a, a good date in your eyes, just go for the kiss, see what happens. I agree. I agree. I think a lot of times women are also looking for signs and, you know, sometimes people will be like, Alana, like the date was great, but we didn't kiss. Is that a problem? And it's like, no, sometimes there just isn't a moment and you're both nervous. And if it, you felt like the date was great, like don't, don't harp on the fact that there was no kiss. I, yeah. Jake and I didn't kiss on our first date. We turned out great. We didn't kiss until the end of our second date. And I ended up having to make the move. Because I'm like, all right, he hasn't done it. Like, I got to help him out here. Um, so I literally made a joke. We had joked earlier in the night about how I think he had his first kiss, which was like at camp. And he did, he pulled a line of like, if you were a pirate, would you have your parent on like this shoulder or this shoulder and like put his arm around her and like kissed her or something. And so as we were leaving, like putting our coats on, I literally d- did that to him. And that That's was our great. first kiss at the end of our That's second great. date. So sometimes more you women just, should make that move. Yeah. You just got to like create a moment and a move out of thin air. And if it's going well, it'll, it'll be good. All right. Should I text her right after the date or wait a little bit? Um, it, it doesn't really matter too much. I, I would say you actually just don't want to text too far out. So I say if you want, it's the a simple rule to follow just text the very next day, say that you had a good time and set up another date. That's the ideal. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And I think, yeah, like the next morning, and if you say, if you say that, and if they had a good time and want to see you again, and you send a text and say, when can I see you again? Like they will be over the moon thrilled. And yeah, if, if they like you for sure. It, exactly. And if they didn't have as good of a time and don't want to see you again, the fact that you sent that text and ask to see them again is not what's going to be what makes them not want to see you again. So send the text, figure it out, plan the next date. And if it doesn't work out, at least, you know, sooner rather than later. Totally. How do I stay motivated to keep trying to date when I'm having no luck? Oh, I get that question a lot. Okay. So first of all, it might come down to volume. So I wonder if you're actually putting yourself out there enough because if you are just going on a date or two per month, and you're barely swiping and you're talking to no women and that's and that's your data set like oh it's not working out it's like well dude you're not doing enough now if you are doing enough and you're still trying to stay motivated because you are going on tons of dates and it's not working out you're trying to get dates it's not working out try to focus more on the process than the end result so you got to just focus more on what needs to change so don't look at this as i got to get a girlfriend i got to get laid i got to get a kiss i got to get a date, focus on being the version of yourself that is going to actually be more attractive to women and, and really admit to yourself that something needs to change in order to get better results. That's the fastest way I can answer that question. I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that kind of answers another question that I had, which was how can I relax while going through the process of finding love? I feel desperate. Good question. Yeah, I think it's kind of the same. Like, don't, focus on like, well, this needs to go well, or we need to hook up at the end of this, or like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't get another date. Like, 
just focus on being the best version of yourself and trying to enjoy it, I think takes the pressure off. And, you know, I always say like, we're approaching first dates wrong. And instead of, you know, making it this thing where like, it absolutely has to go well and lead to a second date, otherwise, it's a failure, approaching it like, I hope I have a good time and learn something. I think that helps you relax and just try and enjoy it a little more. I also wonder, in addition to that, I wonder if there's something in your life that might be lacking that you're so caught up on getting results in your dating life. So I I think it's just very rare that as a person, you literally have every part of your life perfect, except you need that one piece of the puzzle. And that does happen. And I work with a lot of guys where that is the case. But for I'd say a majority of people, they might be looking for someone because they're just lonely or because they need to fill a void in their life. So there is a lot of opportunity for you to make other areas of your life better and not just focus solely on having a partner or getting laid or whatever it may be to bring in happiness. So I'd really take a, a, a bird's eye view at your life and see what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I can definitely attest to that and, and say that I spent so many years thinking that finding a boyfriend would fix every other aspect of my life that I was unhappy with. And so that's all I wanted. That's all I cared about. That's all I focused on. And there were so many other parts of my life that I could have been working on where I didn't need somebody else to, you know, complete that equation. And I could have just been bettering myself and making myself happier and and more fulfilled. And instead I was just like, well, no, like a boyfriend will make me happy and will fix everything. And that just was not true at all. Right. And in, in fact, I, didn't end up in the relationship that was right for me until I worked on all of those other areas of my life. There you go. Prime example. That's awesome. Exactly. All right. Last one from a guy. How do I show her I'm interested in pursuing, in pursuing her while still taking it slow? Um, Oh, well, it's still taking it slow. I'm guessing he means physically. Either that or, or, you know, like not getting into a relationship. relationship Yeah. That's probably what he means. Um, okay. So the answer is you only want to see them once per week, really twice at the most. There you go. You know, it's like, if you're seeing them all the time, you're going to be basically telling them that you are really trying to get into a relationship with them fast. So if you're seeing them consistently, but not all the time, that should solve the problem. Yeah, I think that's a perfect answer. And also, if you know that you are interested, like, don't be afraid to tell her, but also say, like, I want to take things slow for X, Y, Z reason, or don't give a reason, but, you know, just keep making that next plan and she'll keep feeling like you're interested. Yeah. Even if even if the plan's a week out. Yep. All right. Questions from women. How do I know if a guy is interested versus just being friendly? I mean, making a move, right? Just probably something physical or. Yeah, see that. Oh, that is a that is a tough one because some guys don't really understand how to do the 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 romantic type of date. So they are. They are just, you know, doing like hangouts that seem friendly where he's actually thinking it is a date. So the bottom line is. Everything comes down to, is he, is he making a move? And I'll say this, if he's not making a move at all by the third hangout, fourth hangout, I don't know if this is a guy you should be with. If he's not, if he's not trying to go for a kiss by the third date, you might be with a guy who's not as confident and you're probably not going to like that. And it might show up in, in worse ways if you guys continue. So yeah. How often should or, I offer- or make a move and see and see how That's he responds? At one way or another, you'll find out your answer. You know, <laughs> right. if you do that, whatever the answer is, I, yeah. I'm a firm believer Take it in Milana. Right? I mean, it's always better to know than to be sitting there wondering. Yeah. No matter what, ask him. Hey, is this a date? Hey, I'm just yeah. actually no. That's that's the best answer. Hey, I'm I'm just curious. Is this a date? Done. You'll get yeah. your answer right there. You'll know. Always better to know. How often should I offer to pay on dates? You should always offer to pay on dates. You should always offer at the least. 
it's it's going to be he will like it he'll be more attracted to that so even if he's the one you know with the exception of like he invited you to some concert or something like that it's like well okay he obviously took you out for the night whatever but anything else you should just offer I agree. And try to reciprocate. Like if he's paying for the first three dates, four dates, ask him out and do something. And then you pay for it. And if he's like, Oh no, I got to say, no, I got this one. You've been getting him. Yeah. You know, I that's, agree. um, that will, sh- that will give big bonus points in his eyes. Yeah. I friend zoned someone and I regret it. What should I do now? Make a move. <laughs> talk, talk to him ask him on a date if you regret it turn it around because i'm telling you right now i bet you i bet you that even though you friend zone someone you as a woman have it easier to turn around a friend zone situation than a guy because usually when a guy's in the friend zone it's past the point of no return you know she sees you as like a brother it's like almost weird at that point but a guy he's he's it's harder for him to turn that attraction off so i think that you can just tell him the truth say you made a mistake let's let's go on a date be direct be clear or even you know if you feel weird saying like i made a mistake and calling out the fact that you friend zone just say like want to grab a drink and then you know it'll be datey vibes and you can kiss them at the end yeah and be super flirty yeah exactly He says he has feelings for me, but is overwhelmed and needs some time. Should I let him go? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Got to be a hell yes. Got to be a hell yes. Because there is another guy out there who is a hell yes. So if I were to put them in front of you unbiased, who are you going to pick? You're obviously going to pick the guy who's a hell yes. So they have to think about it. Because here's the thing. I've been that guy too, where I've said that. And deep down, I wasn't sure about them. And so, and then what's going to happen is if they change their mind back and they say, no, 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 I'm good. I really like you. I want to be with you. Strong chance that ends up happening again. And then you're always going to be wondering if it will happen again, tons of anxiety, just there's no, there's no winning with that. So. Yeah, I agree with that. How soon should I bring up not seeing other people with him? We've been on six dates and talk consistently, but I see he's still active on hinge. How many dates you said? Six. It's still pretty early. That's still pretty early. I don't know. This one can be based on personal preferences, I would say. But I'd say probably on average, the most common, maybe 10 dates. Because 10 yeah. dates. Two, four, six, eight. Yeah, if you're doing one to two dates, you're, you're about two months, maybe like 10 to 12 dates is probably a time to do that. But that's also personal preference. I think the biggest thing that I would suggest is to stop checking if he's active on Hinge because you're just going to drive yourself crazy. Uh, yeah, for sure. I think anyone just going into dating just has to assume that other people are dating other people until you guys yeah. have had a conversation. Yeah, I agree. I also think it's for okay to sanity. say like to just let them know like I like you and I'm really enjoying this and looking forward to seeing where it can go. Like, And hopefully they'll say something back. Like it doesn't have to be this like whole big thing yeah and if you just just be be awesome and then you'll win yeah fuck yeah i love that that. that's it just be 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 the awesome and then they'll they'll pick you be that person and then they'll get off of hinge or whatever yeah there you go going on a trip with a new significant other and i'm worried about him seeing me with no makeup i have bad acne tips sooner that happens the better I don't think, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that somebody is going to be like, oh, you have acne that I didn't know about before. I'm leaving. And they probably know to some extent. Yeah. You can kind of see it. And if you're that far into the relationship. You're my, way more worried about it than he is. Exactly. At that point, he's probably super into you. And that's not going to make too much of a difference. Yeah. I, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much about that. And, and 
whatever and just who cares so okay so then then you do show him your acne and then he breaks up with you okay that person's not for you literally fuck him like bye it's just like it's not then it's not meant to to be yeah exactly there there will be somebody who will love you no matter what your skin looks like and again better to find that out sooner than later but yeah i think with this one we all have things we're self-conscious about i'm sure he's worried about something that you're going to notice about him on this trip too and he's not thinking about your acne and he knows that it's there and he doesn't like you for the skin on your face, you know? Yeah. I, well, here's another thing too, is work on your acne then. Sure. There, there are solutions. I don't think every single person who has acne is just, that's it. They're stuck. Like there's things you could do. There's pills you could take. Totally. There's medicines you can take. There's even natural supplements you can take. There's certain face washes, certain, you know, find out if, if you're that concerned about it and you want to be your most attractive, work harder at the solution. Yeah, absolutely. Little tough love. It, it works. It helps. It's important. All right. My final question, and this is my absolute favorite question to ask every guest is, dun, da, 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 what is the best piece of dating advice you've ever received or have to give? I've ever received or I have to give. Okay. Ooh. Weirdly tough. It is weirdly tough because it's so vague. Or not vague, broad. Yeah. Um, Options. Because I gave one good one earlier, but I'm not going to say that one, the one with the volume. Um, okay. You need to get really clear. So you need to get really clear on who you're looking for. And and, and like I said earlier, the list can't be that, too, that long. Okay. I say this because I think people make both mistakes on both ends. They have too long of a list or they don't have a list at all. I think the women have too long of a list and the men don't have a list at all. They're like, oh, she's got to be cute, you know? And this is a recipe for disaster because you you either as a guy, you end up in a relationship with a woman who you didn't filter properly and then you waste a bunch of time being with the wrong woman and then it ends up in a breakup anyway. Or if you're on the woman's side or the man's side, if they're having a list that's too long, you're just going to stay single. So get really clear on who it is that you want Pick anywhere from three to four things at the max. Put yourself in front of as many people as possible to find those things that you're looking for and then just go with it. That's going to help you with that paradox of choice issue. And on the other end, that's going to help you with settling. So it's about being really clear and intentional with what you're trying to do. And that's going to help you that's going to help set you up for more success in your future relationships. Yeah, absolutely. I love all of that. Trip, thank you so much for being here. Where can everybody find you, listen to you, learn from you, all of that? Cool. Well, if you're watching, is this going to be on YouTube? Yes. Okay. So if you're on YouTube, just type in Trip Advice. You can check me out. Trip is with two Ps. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you can check out how to talk to girls that's available on all platforms where there's podcasts and can't wait to talk to you fabulous thank you so much and to everyone who listened definitely go check out trips videos and his episodes they are so amazing and there's a lot you can learn from them and don't forget to send this episode to a friend who you think would learn something from it share it on your story tag us if you loved it and give a five-star rating and review if you haven't yet all right i will talk to you guys next time Mads, I am obsessed with our brand pillars. You mean vagina sweat, good branding, and being Jewish-blooded queens, Scout? Uh, sure, but not quite. I love that OKSIS podcast and our sisterhood is made up of women who are down for main character energy only, who take care of their mental health, and who are standing in their personal power as entrepreneurs. Oh, yeah. That too, Scout. That too. We should probably introduce ourselves. Hello, everyone. I am Mads. And I am Scout. And we are sisters IRL. Join us on OKSIS Podcast every Monday for some sisterly banter, nourishing mental health, a whole lot of silliness, and inspiring interviews from the raddest female guests in the game. We promise it'll be a good time. As long as you don't get too loud, Mads. Welcome to the sisterhood!